In the holy name of Jesus, amen. So what comes next? If you had been Jesus, what would you have done with your first day of resurrection? After all that happened this holy week, if I were Jesus, or if you were Jesus, I think there might just have been a little bit of payback, a little bit of I told you so. I can see Jesus going back to Jerusalem, striding into the governor's palace and saying, Pilate, my friend, you have made a very big mistake. I can see Jesus returning to Jerusalem and going up to the temple and saying to the people of Israel, you are those who praised me on Palm Sunday, but you spit on me as I went down to the cross. I can see Jesus having a few choice words for his disciples. Those who fled him in the garden, those who betrayed him, and those who distanced themselves from his cross. That is me and that is you, but that is not Jesus. There is no get even in Jesus, that's the gospel. In fact, in the gospel according to St. Mark today, we find that Jesus does not go back to Jerusalem at all. He skips the place where they did him wrong. He simply goes home to Galilee. Now, what is in Galilee? Nothing, really. There was nothing there when Jesus lived there, and still there is not much there today. It is a sleepy, windy, sometimes dusty, out-of-the-way place. There was nothing in Galilee until Jesus got there. But once Jesus got there, everything changed. Suddenly normal people, like you, like me, with real lives, fishing and farming and herding and tending vines, just like you and just like me, started to act like disciples. And as they followed Jesus, they saw how lepers were touched and came clean. They saw how blind men received their sight. They saw how those on the margins were included in the people of God. They saw how demons were cast out and how sins were forgiven. And as they followed, it only got better. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Take up your cross and follow me. Lose your life and find it. Take eat my body. Take drink my blood for your forgiveness and put your hand to the plow and do not look back. It was all words of witness and acts of mercy and over and over again throughout his ministry, Jesus bid his disciples Fear not. Those who followed, those who gave up normal life, those who became children of the kingdom, they were changed and they were used in his service as his disciples. Of course, Jesus' death last Friday put a kink in the fear not part of the story. 
It was fear that scattered the disciples in Gethsemane. It was fear that pushed them far back from the crucifix. So as the text says, they watched him die from a distance. It is fear that left the women frightened this morning in the cemetery. And it is fear that will have the disciples locked in an upper room this evening. Even though Jesus had lived without regard for himself, and so he had lived without fear. Even though the angel in the tomb had said, Fear not, Jesus Christ is risen and he goes before you. Even though he had bid those women and those disciples to go and tell, they were paralyzed with fear. In one sense, of course, the disciples are afraid because it seems they bet the wrong horse. It seems like their new world, that for which they gave up normal life of fishing and herding and tending vines, it seems like this new world has caved down on top of them. It seems like these disciples are being forced back to normal life with all that that means, where we live and we work and we struggle and we suffer and we die and we are alone and that is the end of us. It seems as if they are retreating, being pushed back to a life that is senseless and cruel and futile and hopeless and filled with fear. But this Easter morning, we learn that things are not always what they seem to be. This morning, for Jesus and for us, we suddenly learn that every shut-eye ain't asleep and every goodbye ain't gone. This Easter morning, Jesus Christ comes back, not in some silly Gospel of Judas sort of way, not as spirit, not as secret, not as a good idea, and not as a Gnostic guide to somewhere else. On this Easter morning, Jesus comes back as a man. Jesus Christ comes back as flesh and blood. And that is the greatest and ultimate affirmation of you and me as God's own creation which he loves. Jesus Christ is here, really present and alive, and that makes this day a fresh start, not just for him, but also for us. What we learned this morning is that death cannot hold us. It cannot hold us, nor can it hold those who are dying in the faith, nor can it hold those who have gone before us and now sit before the face of God. Death has died. That is Easter. Christ is risen. That is Easter. Christ is ours. Christ is present. Christ is here. And there is nothing to fear. Happy Easter. And normally you see that is where Easter sermons end. But not in St. Mark's hands. Not in the Gospel of St. Mark. All of this does not put you at home on the couch today, resting there for the afternoon and then for the rest of your lives. No. 
if Easter is really about the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ, if Easter is really about the enduring personal presence of Jesus Christ in your life, if Easter really means that God loves you above all creatures so much that he became one just like you, if Easter really means resurrection, and that Jesus Christ is here among us in altar and pulpit and font, then everything is different, not just for first century Galileans, but for you and for me. It is different for all who follow him. It is fresh start for each one of you. It is your resurrection too, right now, today. Resurrection would be easy if it just happened once long ago and we put it on the shelf and pulled it out once a year at Easter and occasionally when we had a funeral. But that is not St. Mark's Gospel. In St. Mark's Gospel, Jesus is up, Jesus is loose, Jesus is on the move, and Jesus is going out in front of you. Meet him in Galilee. He'll be there to lead. Certainly the resurrection is about coming back to life, but it is more. It is about commitment, not only his to you, but yours to him. Certainly, resurrection is about a place where we can rest beyond fear. We need that. But resurrection is also about being changed and being used. It is also about being his disciples. It is about meeting him in Galilee, and it is about finding out what comes next, which is precisely where we are as a congregation. We here at St. John are at the fresh start point. We are at the resurrection point, at the Easter point. We are doing our best to try to figure out what comes next. By my count, we are in day 47 of 120 days of due diligence in which we should determine whether or not we should move, whether or not we should buy, how we should staff, when we should give, how much we should give, what it will look like. We are wondering how many of you are willing to give up your normal lives and be disciples, committed to acts of mercy and words of witness. We are wondering how many of you are willing to give up your normal lives for the life which is bestowed this Easter, a life that is without fear, and a life which is committed to going and telling as the angel bids. We are wondering, and Jesus is wondering too. It is Easter once again. It is the first day of your new life. What comes next? Whatever it is, However, it turns out that our story is told, do not fear. Do not fear, said the angel, Jesus is risen. Do not fear, said the angel, Jesus is here. Do not fear, said the angel, Jesus will meet you and go before you. Now go and tell somebody about that. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.